Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We are coming towards the end of an amazing series, Three Cosmic Messages. What a blessing. In fact, today is part two of the important topic, the seal of God and the mark of the beast. So we're glad you're here. But if you missed anything in this series, go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. You can watch the whole series, powerful studies on the three cosmic messages of Revelation chapter 14. So welcome. We're glad you're here for Hope Sabbath School. And I want to welcome the team. Good to see you all again. What a great series this has been. We've learned a lot. And I'm excited you're here. And I'm excited that Samuel is going to be leading our study today. Samuel, it's going to be a great study together. We've also got some remote team members joining us. Leah, give us a wave. We're glad you're with us today. And Haiti, always good to see you. We're glad you're with us for the study. And we're glad that you're here because you are an important part of our global family. Otherwise, it would just be like 11 or 12 of us instead of hundreds of thousands of people studying the Word of God together. So wherever you are around the world, welcome to Hope Sabbath School. And I hope that you'll write to us, sshope at hopetv.org. It brings us great joy to see where you're from and how God is blessing you through a study of His Word. Here's a note from Nick. Thanks for writing, Nick, from Australia. And Nick says, I've been really inspired by Hope Sabbath School since I had the satellite connected. These days, I'm keeping up via Internet. You're doing a great job. I wish I could be there in person. (laughs) Well, Nick, even though you can't be with us in person, we're glad you're part of a Hope Sabbath School family. He says, may you be blessed by this email, and I'll keep watching the program. Amen. Well, Nick, we're so glad that you wrote to us uh, from Australia. And we are glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. I don't remember if we've received an email from Estonia before. Um, Mm. Anybody remember? I think, Mickey, you may be the first one to write to us from Estonia. And Mickey writes and says, I thank God for Hope Sabbath School. Amen. It's very interactive. And I always watch you from Estonia. I thank God for those people who've added possibility to watch from the app. Well, apparently you've got our app and you're watching Hope Sabbath School there. You can download the Hope Channel app from the App Store and be blessed watching it on your iPad or smartphone. Mickey, thanks for writing to us from Estonia. Here is a beautiful note from a donor in South Carolina. You say, beautiful, Derek, what do you mean? Well, listen, I think you'll see how beautiful it is. Even though I'm retired and dependent on my Social Security money, I still like to contribute something each month. (laughs) I'm sure $10 each month isn't a lot, but I'm happy I could add to the support of Hope Channel. What do you say? I think that's wonderful. I hope more people will do that. (laughs) Thank you for the Sabbath School outlines. I try to watch when you're teaching... Well, we watch when we're all teaching, of course. Mm. I appreciate your leadership, and I'm thankful for all of the teachers on the team. Well, thanks for writing, no name, but that $10 a month, part of a great miracle of God. And to each one of you, thank you. We're a donor-supported ministry. 
You can go to hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the yellow donate button and say, I want to be part of sharing the good news about Jesus with the world. Part of the world is uh, South Africa where Charlene and George live. And Charlene writes and says, we've been watching Hope Sabbath School for many years. We both taught Sabbath School in the past and Hope Sabbath School is always a good resource giving us new ideas and mm -hmm. thoughts. Now that George is 92 <laughs> and I'm 85, we're unable to be quite as active as we used to be. However, I've been prevailed upon once again to help with teaching a class and I'll be drawing on the inspiration from Hope Sabbath School. Amen. Well, God bless you, Charlene. Uh, a young 85, still teaching the Word of God. Amen. Our prayers and what financial support we, can, support we can do will continue to be with the wonderful work of Hope Sabbath School. Well, George, Charlene, thanks for being part of our family there in South Africa. And we're glad you're part of our family too. Did I encourage you to write to us? sshope at hopetv.org. Let us know how you're blessed. Now, I have one last question before we sing. Did you download the valuable gift for this series? I know Samuel said, I'm going to encourage them to read it. It's a book by right. Pastor Mark Finley, Three Cosmic Messages. And thanks to Pastor Finley and Heart Books, we're able to make that digital copy of Three Cosmic Messages available to you absolutely free. Take advantage of that offer. All you have to do is go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab right in the middle of the screen and you'll get instructions how you can receive your free digital copy of Three Cosmic Messages. Hmm. You can get our song while you're there. You see, Derek, we've learned the song already. Well, Revelation 15, beautiful song of Moses and the Lamb. Let's sing it together. Judgments have been manifested. 
All nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. Great and marvelous are your words, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your the day when we'll sing that song before the throne of God, don't you? Amen. I don't know what tune they'll give us, thanks to my wife for giving us one today, but whatever it will be, it will be a song of great rejoicing. Amen. And Samuel, I think the study today is to encourage us to be part of that redeemed throng, isn't it? Yes. So why don't you lead us in prayer as we begin our study? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be with each one of us here in the set and for everyone who is watching this program and God I pray that you would give us hearts to accept and understand your truth and minds to follow your will and I pray Father that this as we open your word that your Holy Spirit would be with us and guide each one of us in Jesus name we pray Amen. 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 So today we are going to look at the seal of God and the mark of the beast part 2 and be, but before we get into part 2 I would like to summarize part one that we studied last week and you know we studied that God places a seal on his servants and that seal is contained in the Ten Commandments and which commandment does that seal is particularly found in class? Sabbath. The, the, the fourth commandment, the Sabbath commandment and we also saw last week how God's people uh, will endure persecution and we also saw how you know United States this nation founded on principles of religious liberty would ultimately renounce those uh, principles and persecute mm. but we also saw that United States is not the only power that persecutes it supports another power and that is what we are going to delve deeper and look at today today we are going to uh, study about the seal of God and the mark of the beast and one of the major deceptions that goes on in the world is that you know before the tribulation persecution comes God's people will be somehow raptured into heaven but is that really what the Bible teaches Jason could I ask you to read John chapter 15 verses 18 and 19 John 15 verses 18 and 19 the New King James Version says in John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. 
escape. Mm. And the, Jesus speaks some pretty strong words and this is before he died and he ascended to heaven. And he's talking to his disciples, not just the immediate disciples, but all the disciples who follow him. And he says, the world hate, will hate you. Mm. Travis, if I could ask you to read John chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And these things they will do to you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. Okay, thank you. So here we again see Jesus predicting persecution. Mm -hmm. Now persecution is very, very terrible. Mm. Very, very terrible. But it is also a fulfillment of prophecy. It's also a fulfillment of prophecy and it is a sign that Jesus' is coming mm. is near. Mm. It's near. And you know, I love the verse where Jesus says, the servant is not above the master. Mm. You know, if Jesus himself was persecuted, you know, God's people, we as God's people would also be persecuted. And Jason, I see your hand. Yeah, it's interesting because in these verses we see persecution comes both religiously and from secular. Mm. It's not just, so you'll be pushed out of synagogues. That can mean any kind of religious persecution and the world will hate you. So persecution can mm. come in many different forms. It's not just, oh, those ungodly people. It could even be people that pretend or seem to be godly in theory that could actually be persecuting as well here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Travis. You know, I know you said persecution is a bad thing and I agree with it. It's a bad thing. But I was just, uh, the Spirit prompted me to remember uh, in, the, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus oh, says, blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness sake. Amen. And then the promise, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Powerful, Amen. powerful. Sabina. I also think it's very outstanding that the Word of God says here in John 16 that we just read that God is anticipating that to us so that we would find comfort in Him. Exactly. So even though He's uh, alerting that those things were going to happen, you know, at, there is a sense here for me that when He says, but these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. It's not that we would feel fear about it, but seriously, that know that He is in control, that He cares, that He was anticipating that we can rely on Him mm -hmm. instead of, you know, um, falling in despair. Mm -hmm. exactly. Thank you. And I love the words where Jesus says, you know, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before. Mm -hmm. You know, as Christians, we are not called upon to bear something that Jesus has not already borne. Mm -hmm. you know, he has already gone through the way that he fo asks his disciples to follow through. Mm -hmm. And there, because of that, we can find comfort and encouragement mm -hmm. from Jesus. And maybe someone who is watching this episode is being persecuted by their family or by the government mm -hmm. for your faith. We are praying for you mm -hmm. and know that Christ has gone the road before mm -hmm. and he is there waiting to encourage you and to guide you. And for every tear that is shed, every blood drop, He will repay richly in heaven. Mm. Amen. Amen. So when we talk about persecutions, you know, we all have heard some courageous stories of Christians who throughout history have been persecuted. Do any of you have any favorite story of some individuals or groups, Nancy? 
Yes, I have to tell the story of something that happened to my father mm. when he was 16 years old. So my dad was at a, a Christian school, Seventh-day Adventist school in Colombia, and he was trying to earn some extra money to pay for his studies. So he was selling Christian books. And one of the books was about health, and the other one he was just telling me last night was about um, prophecy, about Daniel and Revelation. And so he and his friend, um, because they would go two by two to sell books, went to a region in Medellin um, where um, they used to excavate. There was an American company that was excavating gold out of the river. And so there were a lot of workers there that lived in bungalows, and they were paid well, and they didn't have a lot um, of industry and places to, you know, use their money. So it was a good place for people to sell books. So they, they went and they, you know, presented the materials and they got a lot of, um, you know, down payments and they were going to come back. And, and so they're going along, but then they got arrested. All right. The local priest um, was suspicious of the sales and he said, this is communist material. We need to arrest these people. So they were thrown into jail and they were there a couple of days. And then one night at two o'clock in the morning or a little bit before two, the um, it's called the, the Gabo. He's kind of like the colonel, the chief of police um, came to their prison cell. And he, he said, guys, I heard that you're going to be killed tomorrow. Um, and it had happened actually to others um, who were selling books and well and so um, he said I can get you out so he got him out I mean there's I asked my dad did you know this man no there was no relationship <laughs> he just came he, he got him on a Jeep they went up the mountain he dropped them off at um, a road where buses passed by and they were able to leave. It was around two o'clock <laughs> wow. in the morning wow. and they escaped with, with their lives. Now, my mm. father is a pastor and his ministry has been, God preserved his life mm. so that many people could learn about Jesus. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thanks Amen. for sharing. What if that was an angel? Mm. Who, who took your father, you know, only heaven will tell us. Yeah. I was thinking not long after Jesus made this prophecy, oh, Stephen the deacon exactly. uh, was killed. And he, the Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit, mm. full of wisdom, good reputation. So there was no reason to kill him except that he was a follower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I saw your hand. Yeah, the, my favorite story is the one of the Valdenses. Mm. Like they were persecuted and, mm -hmm. and they everywhere they went, mm. they still kept preaching the Word of God. Man, that's mm -hmm. powerful, powerful. And, you know, we could sit here and talk about all the stories, you know, that we know. But one story I, I know that's very close to my heart is the story of Polycarp. When the Roman police came and they say, curse Christ and, and so that you can live, this 86-year-old man, he says, 86 years I have served him and he never did me any wrong. <laughs> How can I blaspheme my king mm. who saved me? Amen. And later he was burned at the stake. It's powerful. Mm. These stories are powerful. Mm. Now, Polycarp was persecuted by pagan Rome. What other powers that have led, uh, led out in persecution of Christians throughout history? Jonathan? Uh, there's been many of them, but I mean, certainly uh, after Rome came um, this progression to the church 
kind of growing until it kind of slipped and, and became the persecutor itself. Mm -hmm. And so that's a sad part of history. But then you have um, Muslims mm -hmm. and, and that whole uh, story and um, many others. It mm -hmm. seems like everyone um, gets to a point where they, they may start out as a good movement, but then when they get power, mm -hmm. then they start misusing that power exactly. to control others. Yeah, and you know, it, it seems to be the trend in history where wherever religion mixes mm -hmm. with politics, mm -hmm. the result is persecution. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Satan uses many of these powers to persecute, but we want to probe a little bit deeper and look at Revelation 13. And in Revelation 13, the Bible talks about a beast that rises from the sea, it receives its seed power and authority from a dragon, it blasphemes the name of God, but there is one more thing that this beast does. And if I could ask Hadi to read Revelation 13 verses 4 through 8. Revelation 13 verses 4 through 8, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of, of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Thank you. So here we see that the Bible predicts that this power would blaspheme God, but it will, you know, it will be, it will, power was given to it for 42 months, which is mm -hmm. prophetic as because Revelation is a prophetic book, it's symbolic. Yeah. And then it also tells us that it persecutes the saints of God. Mm -hmm. Now, Hope, if you could please read uh, Revelation 12 verses 6 and 14. Revelation 6 and 14. Revelation 12, verse 6 and verse 14. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there 1,260 days. And verse 14. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. Thank you. So here we see that, you know, here we see again that, you know, God's people are persecuted and it helps us that they are persecuted for 1260 days. And Leah, if you could please read Daniel 7 verses 24 and 25. Daniel 7 verses 24 and 25. Daniel 7 verses 24 and 25 from the English Standard Version, and it says, As for the ten horns out of this kingdom shall arise, and another shall arise from them. He shall be different from the former ones, and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hand for time, times, and half time. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So again, we see the same power yeah. is being talked about, but using different symbolism mm. here. Mm. You know, this power, it, it, it exercises its political power to enforce its religious principles. Mm. Now, who is this power that the Bible is talking about? Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you have to kind of slowly piece things together yes. to do it, and it takes yes. time. But um, some things that, that strike out is, I mean, we just read in both those verses that they both had ten heads, I believe mm -hmm. it was. And you mm -hmm. can see um, in the beginning of Revelation 13, there are all these different symbols. Uh, there's a bear, there's a leopard, there's a, and you, if you look at prophecy, you go back to Daniel and like, oh, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. And you see that, oh, this is talking about the progression of nations. And so somehow this, this beast is kind of the, the culmination and one could say um, the, the the end or, or, or the, a progression of, of having those characteristics in that same time frame of these same nations. And slowly you can kind of combine um, the fact that, yeah, all these time periods point to the same time period. I mean, like it's 42 months in a, in a Jewish calendar, 360 days in a year, or 360, yeah, and then so that times up to three, three, three and a half years mm -hmm. equals 42 months equals 1260 days, and so it's all the same person and so, yeah, it all kind of comes to this, this this one time in history that's got to be it's got to be after Rome, mm -hmm. as Rome falls, and it's um, this time period after that, and then before Christ comes. So there's 1260 years, kind of. It's got to be there somewhere. It's got to be there somewhere, and so we are. Yes. And I think you know, even historians speak of the Dark Ages, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Yes. A, a time of persecution, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and the question we have to ask is. Who was the power mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was doing that persecution? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I, I appreciated uh, what was shared in a previous study. We're talking about a system, system. here, yeah. yep. not about people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because many of the courageous men and women who sought to bring reformation mm -hmm. were part of that Mm -hmm. community of faith, mm -hmm. exactly. but they saw the apostasy that was happening, mm -hmm. and many godly men and women, even children, mm -hmm. were put to death mm -hmm. by, by the papacy, mm -hmm. by the Roman church, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and recognizing that something had gone terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, and so, you know, when we piece all of these pieces together, blasphemy, changing the law, mm. persecution, and, you know, coming up after pagan Rome, it points to this one system, as Pastor Derek mentioned. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a system, not individuals, mm -hmm. and it refers to papacy. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan, I saw uh, you. Just, uh, you, you mentioned it, but the, it struck me, like, on, on our topic, it, it mentions very clearly that they shall think, s seek to change the times and the law. And like that, that, that very much refers to what we're talking about today. Exactly. Mm. And so, you know, and papacy... It began its rule in 538 A.D., you know, that was when the opposing powers were uprooted and papacy was given full control. And that is where we begin counting the 1,260 years. And, you know, even most conservative historians estimate that over 50 million Christians were persecuted for mm -hmm. their faith, mm -hmm. you know. Or 50 million. Now, throughout the series, we have noticed and mentioned this, you know, and, you know, uh, Derek just mentioned it. it is It is not the individuals that the Bible points to. The Bible points to the system. And that is very important for us to understand that the Bible points to a system. Because, in fact, you know, I would even venture to say that most people who are in the system don't even know these truths. Mm 
and when the truths go out god will gather people from them sabina i think it's very important that we take a step aside to consider that god is not to blame Mm-hmm. for all those things. Mm-hmm. I often hear people, especially when they have not developed a relationship with Jesus, when they look back to history, when they consider all that was done in the name of God, that they decide to, instead of you know, considering more what would be the root causes, they just turn to God and they blame God for that, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's, uh, it's, it's the heart of the matter is that there is people who are influenced by evil forces, who are responding to these evil forces, and they are operating in alignment, not with the will of God, but with the will of Satan. Mm -hmm. So at that point, when we know that in our hearts, we can in, in many ways set apart whatever is related to, you know, uh, even though you call it religion, and you know that that's not the true religion that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about what people that were thirsty of power were doing about the church that is supposed to be treated with respect and with love mm-hmm. and not the way that it was being treated. Exactly. So that's important to bear yeah. in mind. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, it's very important. The Bible commands us to preach the truth, mm-hmm. but it also says preach the truth in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the most important aspect that we need to hold on to. We don't use these truths to antagonize people, mm-hmm. but we want to be friendly just as Jesus was so they can accept the truth. Mm-hmm. Not just intellectually, but become friends mm-hmm. you know, of God. Mm-hmm. And the Bible also tells us that we, uh, from what we saw in Revelation 13, that this power, papacy, would receive a deadly wound. Mm-hmm. Now, this deadly wound was not something that happened overnight. You know, it began in the 15th century when, uh, you know, as Derek mentioned, the Protestant reformers, they were wanting to reform the church. But as they saw that it went deeper and deeper, they had to step back. And so people were losing their faith in the system and they were coming out of the system. And we also see many political friends becoming enemies at this point. And Derek, yes. You know, we speak about Protestant reformers, but mm-hmm. they were monks mm-hmm. and priests. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, one of my, I guess you would say, heroes, one person I really admire, uh, John Huss or Jan Hus, mm-hmm. in, in what we now call the Czech Republic, you know, he was trying to teach people. He mm. believed they should have the Bible in their own language. Yeah. He was teaching them scripture yeah. songs, which I particularly appreciate. Mm-hmm. He was burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, they were yeah. courageous men and women yeah. Yeah. within this system. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's our Christian church mm-hmm. yeah. within the system trying to call back. It was only when it was seen that it was uh, in vain that they protested, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where you get the Protestant movement. Yes. Yeah. But um, they wanted to see the church mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. to faithfulness to Jesus and to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, amen. Yes, and you know, as you said, but as you know, as just like you said, it, when they saw that it was in vain, they began protesting, and mm-hmm. and people, when they studied the Bible, they began following these mm-hmm. Protestants. And then, you know, and that is where the wounding process begins. Mm. Mm. And, you know, there was one significant event that happened in 1798, which culminated 
this mm -hmm. wound? What was that event? Mm. Travis. Well, uh, in the uh, Napoleon mm -hmm. um, had his armies out in there on February 20th of 1798. There was a general by the name of Louis Alexander Berthier, mm -hmm. and he gave Pope Pius, Pope Pius the sixth an ultimatum to to uh, to get rid of his temporal or his um, political authority to, to to back down, and he didn't. So he took him. He put him in prison, he captured him, and from that point on, well, for a long period of time, the papacy lost its political power. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lost its political, and Gladys I No, I was going to say that, that Pope, mm -hmm. Pope Pius was put in prison, and yeah. that really mm -hmm. weakened papacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, we also notice in the Bible in Revelation 13 that this wound would be healed. Mm. This wound mm -hmm. would be healed. Now, just as the he, uh, you know, the inflicting the wound was a process, the healing of the wound was also a process. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it actually began very quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, in 1801, it began. But there was another event that happened in 1929, mm -hmm. which propelled this healing to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. What was that event? Yes. Nathan. So by this time, the, uh, the nation of Italy had started coming out, and this is where Rome is located in the Papal States. And so a treaty was made where Italy basically said, all right, uh, papacy, you can have your own independent government. That's called the Vatican, and there still is the Vatican today, one of the most powerful political systems in the world today. And that's what this treaty did. And also said that in Italy, the state religion would basically be Catholicism. So it gave the Catholic Church political authority back and religious authority back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, remember, we are talking about the system, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, the treaty was very important because it, it restored the power that it once lost and it, and it put things back in motion. It put, mm -hmm. Yes, and Jonathan. Yeah. I, I, I guess I was just a question. Like it seems like, like you, you mentioned that there's, there's probably more to the healing than mm -hmm. just the reinstatement. Exactly. Because if, if that's it, the only thing that had happened is they'd gotten a government, and they were, it would be unique mm -hmm. amongst other religions, yes. but it wouldn't have meant um, a huge prophetic. But but when you start looking around and you see more and more Protestants basically saying, yeah, there's, we, we can um, agree on, on, on things that previously were huge issues mm -hmm. um, and compromising on, on, on major questions. Then you say, okay, something's happening. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, one, one insight that we find in Revelation 13 is that when papacy comes to power, you know, seat, power, and authority was given to mm -hmm. papacy. Mm -hmm. And when the deadly wound happened, all three were taken away. Mm -hmm. And so for the wound to be healed, mm -hmm. the seed, power, and authority has to be given. Mm -hmm. It has its seeds, it has its power, but it's still gaining that authority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why this healing of the wound is a process. And Travis? You know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was walking around in a supermarket to doing some shopping, and I looked on the Time magazine rack, and there was a, a picture of the Pope. And it says the most, the title was the most powerful man in the world. Mm. Mm. It didn't say the holiest man in the world. It said the most powerful, powerful. man in the mm. world. And because I had been studying the scriptures, I thought, Lord, <laughs> you know, prophecy is being fulfilled before our eyes. 
um, you know, um, it wasn't any uh, president of or some leader of some government or, you know, Turkey or something like that. It was a religious, um, the head of a religious system, the most powerful man in the world. And um, I wasn't shocked, but at that time I would say, Lord, the Bible is accurate. And, um, and so I thank God for prophecy. It, you know, we praise mm -hmm. God for prophecy. Thank you. And we, also ha we have also seen how papacy is influencing the world more and more, mm -hmm. you know, in recent history. Yes, and uh, Haiti. Yes, I was going to say, um, I live in the United States, mm -hmm. like most Hope's Out of School members. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, the Pope visited the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the leader of China was in the country simultaneously. And the, the media really focused so much. They gave all this media attention to the Pope and very little to the to the leader of China, which is one of the superpowers in the world and one that the United States is greatly indebted to. So I would have mm -hmm. thought that they would have paid more attention to them. Mm -hmm. um, but then my husband was sharing that one of his co-workers who doesn't know a lot about Bible prophecy, he's not Catholic or anything, but he was talking with him and he was saying, I think that it's so weird that the media is focusing so much mm -hmm. on this visit from the Pope. And he said, I don't have anything against Catholics or, you know, I have no issues with them. I just find it to be weird. And they're ignoring basically the leader of China. Mm. So even even someone who isn't familiar with these, you know, uh, prophecies is picking up that there's something off yes. there. Yes. Thank you. And so, you know, I was there when when the Pope was, you know, driving to the uh, place as he was waving, I was there passing out literature, and so you know, uh, it's it's very real. You know, the influence of the Pope is very real. But you know, as we move on, we find that Apostle Paul he makes a prophecy, mm -hmm. and let's turn to Second Thessalonians, and I'm going to ask Nancy to please read that Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses three, four, and verses nine through twelve. Okay, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, and 4. And it reads, Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Mm -hmm. And verses and 9 verse, through 12. And verses 9 through 12. That is, the one who's coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the mm -hmm. truth mm -hmm. so as to be saved. Mm -hmm. And for this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they might believe what is false mm -hmm. in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's very sobering words. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many Christians are looking towards the future for this prophecy to fulfill. But this is the same power that we find in Revelation 13, mm. where this power is opposes God. It exalts itself mm. and it deceives people. Sayahan, uh, Jonathan. Yeah, um, as Sabina mentioned, I mean, if you're looking in history and you're like, wondering why certain things are happening. I think God gave us some of these prophecies to, to help us um, have answers. Like, why are, why, are, why are things happening? Why are there such strange distortions in the spiritual worlds, things that, that are con so confusing? I mean, just the, the, the warning I find very um, enlightening. It's like, I mean, if, if we don't have this love for the truth, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then there will be very convincing, and, and, I, and, and I don't think we take that seriously enough, that there are things that, that will, they'll use scripture, they will, um, you know, speak to us just like the Holy Spirit, they will do all these things, and, but they will not be of the truth, and it's not unless we have that, that, that desire to patiently be like the Bereans, search things out, and, and um, be careful about our own motivations will we, will we recognize. Mm. And I know, Travis, you have a comment, but I also want you to answer the question, what did it mean that they did not receive the love of the truth? Mm. Well, I'll answer that question, but first I want to mm -hmm. make a comment, and that is this, this prophecy that Paul has given is in the context of the second coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said the second coming of Jesus is not going to happen until this man of sin is revealed. Mm. Actually, he's going to reveal himself. God is going to allow him to reveal himself mm -hmm. to the world. Mm. And, and to answer now your question, I go back to John 3.19. It says, this is the condemnation. Light has come into the world, and men love darkness mm. rather than light. Mm. And here this man of sin is coming, promoting himself, sitting in, in this in in the seat as if he is God. Mm. And the world is drawn to him. Mm -hmm. And and, but the light, God gives the light to the world and they decide we don't want that light. Mm -hmm. We would rather love the man of sin and what God does is just give them up to their own desires. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, so what you're saying is that, you know, when we, when we love darkness more than truth, mm -hmm. when we do, don't pay attention to truth, we become gullible to any and every mm -hmm. uh, deception that Satan brings. Mm -hmm. Sabina. And going to your point also, the fact that you become gullible. So it's not that you are necessarily aware of it. And that's what is so um, concerning. And the Bible is pointing here that this is a matter of being deceived. Mm -hmm. So at times, even when we consider those systems that are in place, one may be wondering that there is a person behind it, like a one individual that knows everything as if, as if this person could orchestrate every single detail. And that's not true. The fact is that all of us, even people who are in places of power, of deceit, they themselves are part of a system mm -hmm. that they are not aware of the completeness of every single thing that is overarching mm -hmm. in this problem. So all that to, to go to the point that is indeed, just like in the dark ages, the problem was lack of access to scripture. Mm -hmm. Even now, I would say mm -hmm. it's the same, mm -hmm. that the solution for that is that we rely on God's word mm -hmm. because even ourselves, even as being a church that we believe to be so healthy and good, we are also subject to that if we don't follow uh, God's love and commandments closely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we need to 
pay attention. We need to listen to the words of God. Mm -hmm. Now, will everyone in this world be deceived? Will God have a faithful people mm, yes. in the end? You know, yeah. let's read about them in Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 5. And I'm going to ask Hope if you could read Revelation 13, verses 11 through, uh, 11 through 15. Absolutely. Revelation 13, 11 through 15 says in the New King James Version, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Okay, so here we find that there will be these people who will not worship the image of the beast and against whom persecution, which we talked about in the beginning, yeah. will be waged on. Mm -hmm. Now, why do these people not worship the image of the beast? Why? Yes. The same reason that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm -hmm. didn't bow down to the golden idol exactly. mm -hmm. in Daniel chapter 3. Yeah. And, and again, you know, we're going to talk about come out of from my people, mm -hmm. that God is going to have people who have been in confusion, Mm. or maybe have not had access to Scripture, mm. that the issue will become very clear to them. Mm -hmm. Is it man-made traditions or mm. is it the commandments of God? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful that God is longing for everyone to be saved. Amen. Mm -hmm. And everyone will have an opportunity mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. hear that truth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those who are lost are lost because they love darkness Mm. more than truth but those who are saved are saved because they love Jesus mm. than anything this world offers mm. you know and that is the story you know you mentioned about you know Shadrach Meshach and Abednego what other bible stories do you think of when you think of people standing up for God even amidst persecution mm. yes hope i think of the disciples in the early church mm -hmm. how right after Jesus um, went to heaven they had had that, those words fresh in their mind that they were going to experience persecution, and sure enough, they did. The Pharisees were not going to stop just because Jesus wasn't on earth anymore. They turned to his followers. But I just find it so encouraging how they, they chose to, even though Jesus wasn't present with them, they chose to believe that he was with them, and that's what they clung to as they were being persecuted. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes, Very disciple good. and Stephanie. I'm just thinking that it's the same of what we're going to need, mm -hmm. not just a knowledge of, of the truth, mm -hmm. but also an experiential knowledge mm -hmm. of our Lord and Savior Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, that He is with me, He's been with me in the past, and He'll be with me now and in the future, whatever I go through. Mm -hmm. He never leaves me. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. You know, the little trials that we face now is developing our faith mm -hmm. so we can stand the final test. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And so that is what, that is the outlook we must have on our life. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, 
we saw about this persecuting powers. Now, how will these end-time persecuting powers know who is worshipping the image of the beast and who is not worshipping the image mm, of the okay. beast? So, Stephanie, again, I'll ask you to read Revelation 14, verses 9 and 10. And Jonathan, if you could turn to Revelation 13, 16 and 17. Stephanie, yes. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark in his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And uh, Jonathan, Revelation 13, 16 and 17. All right, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast, or the number of its name. Okay, so here the Bible seems to indicate that in the end time, the way this persecuting power will know that, you know, they are, you know, they are paying their allegiance to me or they are not paying allegiance to me is based on this mark. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's based on this mark. Now, you know, is this mark of the beast something literal, figurative? Mm -hmm. Is it like a tattoo that is placed on our <laughs> forehead or a, what is it? What is it? Yes, Gladys. I think that, that the mark is like, you know, when it says that the mark of God is going to be on the forehead mm -hmm. only, mm -hmm. it has to be by conviction. Mm. You have to believe mm. that God is God and that you will honor only him. Mm -hmm. But the mark of the beast is all in the head and in the hand. So some people either, are- Either one. Either, either one. one. So yeah. some people can be convinced that whatever mm -hmm. delusion they believe are true, mm -hmm. but others are doing it because of convenience, convenient. whatever is convenient to them. Mm -hmm. So it has to be a clear demarcation between those that believe God and those that do not. Yes, mm -hmm. and so you answered many questions in <laughs> one, <laughs> one comment, you know. The mark is it's symbolic or in the sense it's figurative. It's not a literal mark, but on the forehead it refers to this idea that they are, you know, they're deliberately mm -hmm. deceived. Mm -hmm. And yes. the hand refers to them going along just for convenience sake, because as we, as we are going to read now, that, you know, there will be, uh, you know, some sanctions against these people who do mm. not have the mark. They will lose some of their privileges, and so they receive the mark on their hand because it's convenient for them. It's yeah. convenient for them. Now, having talked about this, let's dig it deeper. Let's dig deeper. Now, we have seen that this beast refers to the papal system of worship. So what is papacy's mark that people in the end times will receive. What is the mark of the beast? Mm. Gladys? The Sunday worship, because God instituted Sabbath mm -hmm. as his seal mm -hmm. of authority. Mm -hmm. So Satan wants to do something that is similar, but it's not the same. So say, okay, God, you know, after Jesus came back, maybe, you know, Sunday is the one. So he tried to change, like we mentioned before, mm -hmm. the times. Mm -hmm. And that is the mark that he's going to give, that instead of the Sabbath, Sunday is a day of worship. Yes. Travis. Well, you know, the, I was just thinking about um, how God operates. He's not, God is not okay with um, um, 
halfway obedience, so mm -hmm. to speak, you know, mm -hmm. where he, the, earlier we were talking about this uh, sign, Mark, or this sign, the Ten Commandments being on the forehead as frontlets between your eyes and on your hand. We act, we act and think according to God's law. That's what God's people who receive uh, the seal will do. The papacy doesn't care one way or another. As long as you're acting, you could even fake it. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't say, maybe we'll just bow our heads mm -hmm. just a little bit to make it look that way, but we really won't bow down. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that. They said, no, we aren't going to worship. And that's the same as it will be. We, God's people will say, no, I am not going to get, I'm not going to just follow along with your ideas mm -hmm. just to get food or that. I'm going to stand with the living God, the mm -hmm. creator God, and I'm going to honor the Sabbath. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right. Not even in their, you know, actions would they deny God. Mm -hmm. fully or permanent. thoughts. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important, uh, Samuel, to realize that there are many devoted followers of Jesus mm -hmm. that worship each first day, yes. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, we're talking about a system. Mm -hmm. When a system comes and says, we're going to force people mm -hmm. to do this, mm -hmm. and you might add, whether you believe it or not, mm -hmm. right, will force you to do something. I believe that our brothers and sisters who've not yet recognized the significance of Sabbath truth will say by the Holy Spirit, something is wrong with this picture, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that's where the beautiful passage, I know we're going to go there in uh, Revelation 18, and maybe yes. we should read yeah, that, let's go there. Uh, is, is this beautiful appeal to my people mm -hmm. uh, who, who, who are being pressured mm -hmm. to conform to this, this uh, religious system. Yes, mm -hmm. so let's go there, let's go there. Uh, if, uh, Gladys, if you could read Revelation 18 verses 1 through 5. Sure, I'm reading from the New International Version, and it says, after this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice, he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling for demons and a hunt for every impure spirit, a hunt for every unclean bird, a hunt for every unclean and detestable animal. For all the nations have drunk and maddening with wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Mm. Then I heard another voice from heaven said, Come out of her, my people, mm -hmm. so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reading. You know, it's beautiful. God says, come out of her, my people. God says, come out of her, my people. Amen. 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 Those are his people. And that's why Jesus in John 10, 16, he says, you know, other sheep I have in other folds. And when they hear my voice, they will come Amen. to the one fold. Amen. And now how will they hear this voice? You know, it may be through them listening to this program. It may be through a piece of literature that we share. God is calling his people out. Yeah. You know, Abraham, you know, we remember God was taking him to Canaan, but before he went to Canaan, he was in the Ur of Chaldeans, which mm -hmm. is a synonym for Babylon. Yeah. Just as in how Abraham took a step of faith to go to Canaan, God is calling his people in the end times to take a step of faith and come 
out of Babylon. Amen. Now, you know, some, there are some people who would say, well, you know, this, this sounds too, you know, it's difficult. I don't see how it can fulfill. Are there some events that happen in recent history? <laughs> that shows to us that this is very much possible. Gladys. Well, we, we just survived COVID. Mm -hmm. And we know that for 40 days, at least 40 days, there was that global shutdown where everybody was mandated mm -hmm. to stay home. Mm -hmm. And it was done. Yes. So nothing is impossible right now. <laughs> nothing is impossible right now. And friends, you see, now is the time for us to surrender mm -hmm. and to give our hearts to God and to obey the truths that God has revealed, not by our own strength because we cannot do it, mm -hmm. but only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thanks for that great study. That was thought-provoking. And uh, before we started, uh, Samuel said, make sure they download the book, <laughs> that extra resource. Go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen and download this wonderful additional resource from Pastor Mark Finley. Thanks to Pastor Finley and Heart Books. They're offering this to you as a gift as a Hope Sabbath School member. You could go to somewhere and buy it, mm -hmm. or you could get a gift from Hope Sabbath School, we'd like to encourage you to keep reading this important mm. theme because the bottom line, my friends, is that God wants you saved in His eternal Amen. kingdom. Amen. God yes. wants you to come out of any confusion or darkness yeah. and into His marvelous light. Amen. Let's pray, not only for ourselves, but let's pray for those we love. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much that you love us with an immeasurable unfailing love. Yes. And I pray we would press closer to Jesus than ever before. Mm -hmm. And I pray that we would share with our loved ones that they too might accept your mercy and grace while there is still time. Mm -hmm. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You know, the message of Revelation really is good news. Blessed are those who read, those who hear, and keep the things written in this book. Follow the teachings you've heard, and then go out, my friend. Be a blessing to those around you. Yeah.